Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Good morning, sir. You know, I was thinking it's Friday, but no. It's two days after the election. Yes. And they're still counting. Yes, they are. (laughs) I know. Uh, It's amazing. We live in a country that things are supposed to be streamlined and better and faster. We have computers and, oh, it's just a whole new world. Yet we're... We're running our voting system like it's uh, medieval times. As a matter of fact, they probably ran it better in medieval times. They probably got the votes done in one day. Uh, back oh, in yeah, those well, days. you know, we have for years, but, you know, things have changed. But I got to tell you, you know, after sulking after the, everything, because we were focused on the wrong things. We were focused on what the media wanted us to focus on, what the Democrats wanted us to focus on. Did we have some losses there that we should not have had? Yeah, I think so. There are challenges in order. There's going to be challenges in order everywhere. But the point is, we've gained a lot. So maybe it wasn't the big red tsunami wave. But, you know, picture it like this. And we'll we'll try to lay it out for you. Picture you're out on the open seas. You're taking a nice cruise on the Titanic. And there's a little point of ice that's up in the horizon. And that's the election. And all you're seeing is that little tip of ice. Beneath it is a big behemoth iceberg. That is your red wave. So in other words, oh, the best is yet to come. What you're hearing on the media, Bill, is that uh, it was a bad day for President Trump, a bad day for the MAGA people, and they are really trying to sell that to the American public. The fact of the matter is... Uh, Trump endorsed candidates did well. Trump, endor- yes, did. Trump endorsed a bunch of people. He had nine losses. Nine losses. Okay. They were major losses. He had 174 wins. They were go- they were all good wins, though, Bill. They were yes. House of Representative endorsed people, things like that, some governors, and some senators, too. Ron Johnson out in Wisconsin. He, You know, it's amazing how... He has to run in a close race. He's such a good senator, and he does such a good job for the people of Wisconsin, yet they always try to steal it from him. Milwaukee tries to take it from him, but uh, he has such a a following in Wisconsin, it's hard for for them to do that. They can't do it. You know, if you bought lottery tickets and you bought 183 lottery tickets, what are the odds that you get 174 of them to pay off? I know. I know. Speaking of that, by the way, I won four dollars in the uh, big, the billion dollar lottery. I got four dollars. I got eight bucks the other night. Well, you, know you show off. Yeah, I got one number in the Powerball that was eight dollars. <laughs> well, I had. But you know what? And I had the doubler. See, so that's why. You dirty. I had. I had no doubler. I had just uh, the one number and no Powerball, and I got uh, four bucks. Thing is, you know, like an idiot, I take the four dollar winnings and I the mega million is one hundred twenty seven million dollars. Then you rolled it over. So I rolled it over, and so I don't see that money. I I was bound and determined to get rid of that winning. Just you know, yeah, you wanted to yeah roll it over into something. You know, I yes. do question the Powerball, and the only reason is, and they're talking about the Powerball now, and I think this is important to mention. It's a sideline, but it's important because. You know, it was funny. Monday, well, there was a glitch. We we haven't drawn the numbers, and we won't do it until tomorrow. We'll have a winner tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. But yet I saw the winning numbers 
on Monday Night Online, and I still have the uh, the story on that, and they were the exact winning numbers. And ironically, Tuesday morning, around 10 o'clock, they announced the winner. And I'm like going, wait a minute. That's not one, but that's two lies in a row. Yeah, It was a distraction, and now they're sitting there going, oh, look at all these big jackpots. Now, why is the Powerball all of a sudden important to get us to gambling? Well, we're talking about the big chance of winning while the elections hey, are going Phil, on. Phil, we're easily distracted. Is. We are easily distracted in, as exactly. a society. They don't want you to know about the 174 wins. They want you to know about the nine losses yeah. and the Powerball. You know, and you don't. And they they don't want you to look at any corruption stuff. I got. I got a two-minute tape. I'm going to play for you from Project Veritas. Mm -hmm. They were going in to vote in Philadelphia, and they were being instructed by voting officials on who to vote for. Okay. Oh, that's illegal as hell. I also got. I can't show it obviously because we're audio, but there are pictures of them dropping off boxes of, of votes at one twenty-two in the morning at a polling place, at a voting tabulation place in Philadelphia. And yeah, the it's, cold, it, closed at what time? They closed at 8 o'clock. And, yeah. th and the thing is, if that sounds familiar, familiar, that's exactly what they did in 2020 at 3 o'clock in the morning. But nobody yeah, talks about it. I don't want it. to sit here for the next two years and go, they stole it, they stole it, they stole it. We have been waiting for the Calvary to come. Let me explain something to you, friends. You, Jim, and I, we are the Calvary. So we have a job here but on the podcast. But the problem is, Bill, we, we performed our duty as good Calvarymen. We went in and voted. We did our job as, as legally and as honestly as we can. We went in. We filled out our ballots. We deposited our vote. We did our civic duty. Now... What do we do when they they continue the steal? Well, hang on. I'm, I'm winding up for the pitch on this one. The okay. simple fact is we have been divided, and it's almost a, a shouting match. You know, it's it's you're either blue or you're right, and that's it. We don't get along. Mm -hmm. Democrats shout louder than we do. Now, we are your bugle. You know, we have the podcast. We have the stream. And maybe you don't unpack everything, and but we try to tell you everything. And there's other outlets, too. You need to take and share so that everybody else that's questioning right now, well, it just doesn't seem right. It just doesn't seem right. We'll try to explain why it doesn't seem right so that you know, because if everybody gets it, then all of a sudden it changes everything. And when you see the slide, then you see the slide of hand, you go, wait a minute. That's not right. Pittsburgh, Tony DeLuca. Yeah, won got by eighty-five percent right of the vote. Man, he had a landslide win for the Democrats from Penn Hills, he, PA. Yep, he, he died a month ago. Yeah, he, October. Yeah, he died a month. Yeah, he ago. died in October. So how the hell did he win? Unless we had pre. I think out it ballots. sets a wonderful precedent. I I really do, because by the way, his party applauded the people of Pennsylvania for voting Tony back into office. And uh, I, I don't think that uh, people will, would do. even, I don't think people would even notice him uh, being gone because, uh, you know, like most politicians, they uh, don't do much of anything. But mm -hmm. um, the fact is, I'm going to put forward right now, right here on this program, a suggestion. Yes, yes. I think that we should, we should, we should nominate Abraham Lincoln for the presidency in 2024 because the precedent has been set. Tony DeLuca, he's no longer with us. 
and they voted him into office, and they mm -hmm, applauded mm -hmm. the victory. I think right. that we should uh, absolutely put uh, heck. We we can put Abraham Lincoln, George Washington. We could yes. put uh, Benjamin Franklin. We could put hell of a uh, ticket. We could. It could be an amazing uh, group of people on the ballot in 2024, along, of course, with another patriot, Donald Trump, who, by the way, they're trying to minimize already. Well, you know what? We couldn't have gotten to where we are because 174 wins. Think about that now for a minute. 174 wins that we got out of 183 endorsements from him. Yeah, the big tickets didn't win. And my point is on the big tickets, they win after the big ships out there at sea from Trump because they wanted to minimize us, demoralize us, and put us down and put down Trump. But the if Trump wasn't there doing the big rallies, he was our motivation. He's the one that got us pumped up, jacked up, and ready to go and go out and vote for those 174 plus those other nines that are taking hits. And those other nine people, they should challenge, challenge, challenge. Everything that the Democrats lost, they're going to challenge, 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 challenge. Well, Bill, it sounds like you're saying this was a good vote. Well, actually, looks like we do have the House, and there's a distinct small chance that we are going to have the one vote we need for the Senate. If we do get that, then it's all over. But even if we get the House, we can start the course correction. But the beautiful thing is we're not going to be sitting there with the onus all on us to say, well, you got control of things now. Let's see how you fix all this. There's a lot to fix. They, a while. they are trying to divide uh, the Republicans, the dust hasn't settled already from the midterm elections, and they're trying to say that there's a, a divide between Ron DeSantis' people and and President Trump's people. And even today in uh, the New York Post, which is a conservative-ish type newspaper in New York, uh, who has they're, they're the people, for example, who broke the Hunter Biden story. So they're they're pretty reliable, but. They're owned by the Rupert Murdoch family, which owns Fox News. And if you've been paying attention, you'll know that Fox News has turned their back on President Trump. So all of their media is kind of turning their back on President Trump. Not, not permanently, but they won't go out of their way to promote President Trump. But on the headlines today in the paper, they had Trumpy Dumpty. Well, you know, all the king's horses couldn't put him back together again. Like, like he has, he's like he's damaged goods. Not acknowledging the 174 wins, kind of pointing out the nine losses, like it's a big deal, and trying to say that they didn't have the red tsunami, and it's because of President Trump. And you got to ask yourself, Bill, who started the frigging red wave, red tsunami thing in the first place? It wasn't President Trump. It was the friggin' media they, and, yeah. their, and their pollsters, and they, they sold it to the American people like it was a fait accompli. If you don't understand what that means, check your French dictionary. Fait accompli. It was a done deal. That's what it essentially says. And it wasn't a done deal. It was not a done deal. They, they, but they made you feel like, oh, don't worry about it. That depresses, by the way, the vote. If you, if you say, oh, it's going to be a big wave, there are some people who say, hey, it's going to be a big wave. They don't need my vote. I'm going to stay home today. I don't feel great. My knees hurt or whatever, you know. So they, they don't go out and vote. And that so you have less people voting for your side. 
It, su- it suppresses the vote. That's what the media did. Uh, we talked about this yesterday, Bill. All of the damn polling people, uh, they should, they, it, and they're not licensed, but if they had a license, I'd revoke it because they were all wrong. And they were all yeah. talk, they all talk as if they're experts. You know, you can't trust the damn commentators and experts on any of these networks anymore because they're all full of crap for the oh, most yeah. part. They all have an opinion and all talk like they've done some thoughtful thinking about it. They'll throw out a few words about people that they know in Washington in the political scene and why they feel that this is going to happen as opposed to that. And for the most part, friends, their opinion of what's going to happen isn't better than yours or mine. It's yeah. just another guy or gal's opinion. That's my humble opinion, Bill. But uh, you could, speaking of opinions, what do they say about opinions? Opinions are like derrieres. Everyone has one. So well, that's why you have the post to wipe it with. Uh huh. <laughs> Very good. Uh, but I bet uh, you you could when just when I go to the lowest of levels, you prove that you can go lower. <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> but anyway, we. Uh, well, that's a payback for their Humpty Dumpty. That was a stupid comment. Just like, you know, if they if they think they have conservative values, then you don't pick on your own side. Even if you don't like somebody, you sit there. You, you don't see Democrats doing that. Well, I guess they do throw their own under the bus when they have to. But, you know, it's... it's very few Democrats... Very few Democrats break, break ranks, though, Bill. In all honesty, if you, if you look how they vote... Mm-hmm. I mean, they can talk a, a good talk sometimes, but when it comes to raising your hand saying I or nigh, you know, um, they walk in lockstep with their Democratic leadership. Trust yeah, me. Yeah, you know who else used to walk in uh, lockstep? Um, Germans. Yeah, the yeah well, mein Herr, das ist gut. Yeah, yeah. yeah das ist gut. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, Carrie Lake, uh, she's still in a hot... A hot race, believe it or not, in Arizona. Arizona, by the way, is an embarrassment for an election system. They, they were in the limelight in 2020. You know about oh, they had all of the, they had the audit of the the 2020 audit, and they were so corrupt and so screwed up. And you would have thought, well, we have two years to fix this, so let's really work on it. No, I think they just went out to lunch. I just think they all packed up well, their, their their stuff and went out to lunch for two years because they did nothing. To fix it. Yeah, I think California and, uh, well, not California, Nevada and Arizona, they've been infiltrated by a lot of vacating Californians. Yeah. You know, so some of that, that woke left stuff has made its way over to those states. And the populace there better take control of their state <laughs> and do it quickly. I saw a sign on a, on a, I guess it was a ranch in Texas on a highway. It said, uh, Welcome to Texas. If you're coming from California, please leave your liberal baggage behind. Uh, I don't think people take that seriously because. No. Uh, but anyway, Carrie Lake was on with Tucker last night. Right. And she's still very optimistic. We're going to go to Carrie Lake, who is running for the governor of Arizona, one of the most watched races in the country. She joins us. And Carrie Lake, thanks so much for coming on. Where do you think you are in this? 
Uh, well, I, I feel 100% certain I'm going to win. The question is, how big will that win be? Can you believe this, Tucker? We still have 650,000 votes that have not been counted. And guess who these voters are? They're the people who showed up on election day. Right. They're the people, 275,000 of them are people who brought their mail-in ballots to the polls on election day because they don't trust the mail and they don't trust the drop boxes. So guess who those voters are? There are voters. And we're only down by a few thousand votes right now. When those votes come in, I think we're gonna see a lot of liberal minds kind of blowing up. Uh, this seems, I, I, I mean, I'm not alleging a crime, but broadly speaking, it's just criminal to screw it up this badly. Like, did anyone know this was gonna happen? Are you confident that it's on the level? It's just so outrageous. What is this? I'm not shocked at all. I mean, they've been calling me an election denier. I've been sounding the alarm on 2020, November 3rd election, which was disastrous. And we had problems in the August 2nd primary as well. And now we have the same problems. They have all this time to get this figured out. And you know where the main problems are? 20% of those machines went down, the tabulator machines. And mm -hmm. I noticed they were primarily in Republican areas of town, Arcadia, Anthem, a lot of different areas. It was really a shame. We ended up voting in a very liberal part of town because we can choose which vote center to go to. And they said they'd had no problems. The bigger issue is we can't keep having this problem. This is what I've been trying trying to say, I want all Democrats, independents and Republicans to trust in the system. And when I win, and trust me, we will win this, this is gonna be top of my agenda. Day one, I'm gonna take my hand off the Bible. We're issuing a declaration of invasion at the border and I'm getting my lawmakers, I'm getting the legislators to a special session to change our elections so that they are fair, honest and transparent. And we get rid of those machines that are not reliable. And, and really, um, obviously we saw what kind of problems they can cause. Well, it's insane. If you're serious about elections, you vote on paper ballots, right? You don't use electronic voting right. machines. France doesn't. I mean, this is, if we really wanted secure elections, we could have them, don't you think? Yeah, you count on, you, you don't have election season, you have election day, paper ballots, and you count them right there in the precinct. Harmeet talked about how they went to the vote centers a couple of years ago doing, during COVID. We used to vote at our churches and schools in small precincts. Well, when COVID struck, we couldn't vote at churches and schools because they were shut down. It forced us into these big vote centers where it's a lot easier to have problems. We're going to go back to small precincts where it's easier to detect problems and easier to fix them. And it'll be easier to hand count votes as well. These are some of the things I'd like to see happen. I'll work with the legislature. The US Constitution says our lawmakers, our state lawmakers are the ones who are to determine our election laws. And I know we're ready to solve this problem we're sick of being the embarrassment that Maricopa County has made us become, and we won't yes. do another election like this. For the longest time in this country, you could uh, go down to your local general store on Election Day or your elementary school building or whatever, and uh, you could cast your vote. That's where they mm -hmm. had the precinct. And it was simple and efficient, and it, the job got done. I mean, this is long before computers. Most of my life, Bill, mm -hmm. they didn't have computers tabulating stuff. They had people hand counting the votes, and we had results by the end of the night. Yeah, we did. But now we have election season. I heard that on the news so much. It's no longer election day. It's election season. And they're explaining why it takes so long to tabulate votes. 
because we could do it quickly before. Now we can't do it. If you think that people around the world aren't looking at us and laughing at us, oh, I'm, they are. I'm going to play for you a, a, a commentary from Mark Stein. Mark Stein, if you say, I know that name. I know that. Mark Stein. He was the primary host, guest host, for years for the late, great Rush Limbaugh. Mark Stein, he was the guy who used to say, uh, you're a documented uh, alien from the North Country. He, he's English. He lived in Canada for a while. Um, he lived in New Hampshire for a, the longest time. I think, as a matter of fact, his studio was in New Hampshire. When he would guest toast, uh, he would originate the program from his studio in his uh, home up in New Hampshire. And it was like not Manchester or Nashua, New Hampshire. It was some little mm -hmm. podunk town in the middle of nowhere on a mountainside. I mean, the guy, Boy, it, I'm not sure whether he's in England now or he's still in Canada. He works for, I think, Global Broadcasting Network, GBN. And he has a program and he was talking to the English people. So it's, he's being, he's, he's feeding the program to Great Britain and he's talking about our elections. Listen. Uh, permit me a word on today's election in the United States. We're breaking news from there too, like Maricopa County. That was ground zero for all the uh, accusations of election fraud in 2020. So they've had a couple of years to practice it and get it right. And what do you know, as of now, a fifth of voting machines in Maricopa County are not working. Golly, you do surprise me. Nigel's doing a splendid job covering it all on the ground all week long. And I've just got one thing to add. The polls will be closing on the East Coast in uh, whatever it is now, four or five hours time. And if at 10 p.m. local time, the Republican Senate candidate or gubernatorial candidate is ahead, so you figure you'll turn in and then you wake up the following day to find a big bunch of Democrat votes mysteriously arrived at three in the morning, you'll know that it's just another exercise in pseudo-democracy from the most dirty, stinking, rotten, corrupt electoral system in the Western world. And indeed, by comparison with most of the non-Western world, Americans should be ashamed of it. Everywhere else, election day is held on election day. That's because the compressed time frame minimizes the opportunity for fraud. If you come up 10,000 votes short, it's hard to steal them if you've only got two or three hours left. So in the US, it stretches on from weeks beforehand to months afterwards. In the 22nd Congressional District of New York, which is somewhere between the Catskill Mountains and Lake Ontario, the last election was held on November the 3rd, 2020, and the result was announced on February 5th, 2021, or over three months later. It takes one-eighth of a congressman's entire two-year term to count the vote for his two-year term, whereas in a functioning system such as the United Kingdom, we'd have had four or five prime ministers in that time. Uh, so if in five, six hours' time the usual shenanigans are beginning, we should treat American electoral politics with the same respect we reserve for Belarus or Sudan's. I always like Mark Stein. I wish he was uh, still doing uh, broadcast. I, I still think they made a mistake by not making the program his when, mm -hmm. uh, when Rush uh, passed on. But I do like the hosts they have now. I like uh, Clay Matthews and, and Buck Sexton. They do a good job, too. But And so does uh, Dan Bongino. He's also in the same time slot. And I, But personally, I think the best option for that time slot is to play our program at least three times. 
Well, at least three times. Yeah, kind of like what you hear on CRN America. Right now, we yeah we rotate six programs, four podcasters, you know, that have you know some of the same feelings that we do. If you want to get it on CRN America, help us make that thing grow and get your voice worldwide in into a fixed time slot. Well, you know what? Let us know uh, that you'd like to and uh, get in touch uh, at mail at uh, CRN America. Dot com. We have done to... no promotion other than talk about it occasionally like we're doing now mm-hmm. on the podcast, but we are getting people bumping into uh, the stream, finding yeah, and it. Thanks to uh, Frank, too, the guy in the tech department over at uh, Citrus that uh, does a lot of stuff, Who because we had a thing to where it would hang up a little bit, and I think we got that glitch worked out. He's been working on it. There's a five-hour time zone difference, but nice guy, always there to the rescue, and once we are sure, and so far it's been 24 hours, so. Famous last like, words. Now you said everything's fine. Yeah, it, it probably just says. <laughs> it's, oh, it's looping one word. Wrong. <laughs> it's looping one word over and over again for 24 hours. Um, but test yeah, it out. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> it's CRN America. That's our network, crnamerica.com. And it's it maybe a bit of a one-note samba right now because it's only airing our programs hours of our program, but those will be replaced in the, in the long run with, like Bill said, uh, similar programs to ours. There are other people out there doing programs like ours. And if you have one, like uh, Bill said, let us know. And, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be uh, talking to you about, uh, maybe joining us on CRN America. Yeah. You never know. And you know what? We do filler programs too, you know, so maybe you sat down and recorded some thoughts and we go, well, that's pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. He comes in at 58, 59 minutes. Yeah, know. exactly right. We could use it. It was interesting what Mark Stein said, though, in a normal democratic society like Great Britain, uh, in the period of time it takes us to do our voting, you know, tabulation, they would have had three three prime ministers already. Because yeah, they, can, you know, it, they can eject those like a, a cartridge from a rifle, you know. Um, well, think about it. If it takes us forever to tabulate the votes... Well, your term is served, so we'll just appoint a Democrat in this seat. It's a fixture. We don't need the votes anymore. You know, the- We are an embarrassment when it comes to uh, voting systems right now. We should hang our heads because we've allowed the system to be corrupted. I mean, the mere process of counting the votes is a corruption. Never mind. Let's say they were counting the votes legally, and I don't think they are, but the fact that it's going on for three or four or five days is a corruption. It's stupid. It never never happened when I was a kid. It never now happened when I was a young man. Here's a question. With 174 positive wins, and it's looking like by, you know, a, a good portion we are going to take the House, Pelosi's not going to settle for that. Are they going to sit there and come up with a pretense to sit there and say, well, you know what? There's something wrong with this election. We got to freeze everything. So in other words, we're sitting there, you know, we were sitting there yesterday going, this is terrible. We didn't win because we were focused on those big tickets out there, which I still don't believe that the results in even Kerry Lake could still win this thing. I would have thought it would have, it was a sealed done deal by the, the, the exit polling and everything else, but okay. Hey Bill, what's the story with, what's the story with Oz conceding so quickly? All right, let's back up. Fetterman, when the votes first started, how many uh, how many of those ballots were illegally shipped out there? 
by the way? 255,000, but that's okay. give or take 10,000 or so, you know. Beginning of the uh, the vote counting, there was a 210,000 vote dump, something like that. 200,000 vote dump that went to Fetterman right out of the chute. And that's where he was all the way through. Now, at the end of the day, the end of the election, Fetterman won by 210,000 votes. Weird coincidence there. But but what is it with old, Dr. Oz? Why didn't he say, well, we're not comfortable with the uh, the tabulation? I, I, mean, I think you said it earlier pre-show. He's fed up because it's such a corrupt system. Screw it. You know He doesn't I, need it. They don't deserve me, yep. and that's it. I'm done. He should not have conceded because I think it should have been challenged. Betterman himself sat there and said, "Well, I, I didn't. I didn't actually." Think Can you unconcede? We I mean, win. Al Gore unconceded once. Can you unconcede? Well, <laughs> I think the liberal media would poo-poo it, but you know, he, yeah, you can undo it. You can undo it's it. It's not a uh, legal thing. If you concede, it's not. You know, if they you find out the election, that bus up. You should never concede, right? At all. I, I don't believe in conceding. As a matter of fact, because you never know. I concede the election. I right. walk away. I accept the terms. You won fairly. Six months later, they're in office, and all of a sudden, it comes out that they stole that election. If I conceded, well, I'm but I done. don't think it's legal. I just think it's a, like a gentleman's. You know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe if you concede the election, it is legal and permanent, and that's it. But I can you tell know, you, I remember Al Gore did concede right after uh, the election was election night came in. You know, the votes, and he then took them back a few hours later. Let me let me tell you something, and you can quote me on this and say, "Yeah, Bill Knight said this." There is no honor among thieves. There is no honor among. Politicians. Hey, folks, Bill Knight said this. Yeah, I said that. So, in other words, screw it. You yeah. know, if you conceded, take the damn thing back because it's obvious. Fetterman said, I didn't think we were going to win this thing. I didn't think we were going to turn all those red counties blue. And yet those red counties are still being But he counted. didn't do that. I, I, I would recommend that everybody listening right now go to, and I, you, this will be a rare occasion, go to the... CNN website. I know you never hear me say CNN website or CNN anything, but I'm recommending you go there now because they got a map of Pennsylvania and it's red and it's blue. The blue being the Democratic areas that were victories and the red being Republican areas. And if you look at the state of Pennsylvania, three quarters of it is red. I mean, it is. it looks almost solid red, with the exception of Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. And if those cities and those areas go blue, and if there's massive corruption, that's all you need. You know, I when I first came to, to Pennsylvania, someone said with a with a laugh and a chuckle, I think it was a Democrat, ah, Pennsylvania, it's Alabama between Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. Me, meaning you know, they were they were mocking the people who live between Philadelphia and and Pittsburgh, rather. That is a democratic thing. They want to sit sit there and say anybody with conservative core values, they're idiots. They didn't go to school. They're dumb people. Yeah. So if you're red, you vote red. You're stupid. If you're blue but you voted red, you're an idiot. Yeah. You well, know, what were you thinking? 
Um, I would like to also ask, by the way, getting back to Ron Johnson, you know, why is it just today that the Fox News decision desk called the Senate race for Ron Johnson? They could have called it for Ron Johnson 24 hours ago, but they Mm -hmm. waited. You know, why? Because they don't want, they, they weren't enthusiastic about him being returned to office. And by the way, friends, I would submit that in the next election period, and if you are a person of like-minded uh, beliefs like uh, like Bill and I are, go to Real America's News. It's probably not uh, something you'll find on a TV uh, cable network uh, somewhere, but you will find it on your iPad, your laptop. They do have apps for your Fire Stick and place, things like that, so you can watch them. It's the network where you find Steve Bannon's War Room and a bunch of other uh, programs. Ed Henry, who used to work at Fox News, is now a Mm. primary anchor there. Uh, They're growing. But their coverage of the election night details, uh, you know, returns, was much more interesting than listening to the bland bull that was being spread around by Fox and uh, and CNN and MSNBC. You know, it it was... more palatable to take the stuff coming from Real America's News than from the mainstream networks. Well, yeah, you know, watching Fox News, uh, the people that judge Judy on there and stuff, she has an opinion. And, you know, whatever her name is. (laughs) Judge Janine Pirro. Janine, yeah. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Judge Judy. Yeah, I know. It's hard. They get get around those judges, though. Judge Janine. I like her. She's she's very conservative and opinionated. And, you know, we won't go into her past. But the simple fact is she has an opinion. Now, they have a show. I think it's called The Five. I do watch that. But it is funny how sometimes they slip into this, you know, this kind of um, neutral, you know, posture. And it's like, you know what? Don't be neutral. Don't be bland. Have an opinion. You want to stand out? Have an opinion. They do, but many of them feel that uh, they can't be totally upfront with their opinions because they don't want to offend the people in the uh, management offices upstairs. I'm really serious. You know what? Have an opinion. If they don't like it, you know, if, if your opinion... Somebody else will agree with you. And if not, this is 2022. You can start your own thing. Their nighttime lineup of shows, um, specifically Tucker and Jesse Waters, okay? Those two shows are incredibly opinionated and so much so that it must drive the people up in the uh, management area nuts. But they have ratings. They generate millions of dollars of revenue and they can't dismiss these guys so they have to take it but during the rest of the day they have a lot of influence they really do um but you know you'll be here happy to know something this just uh, was reported not too long ago bill and right. i think this is something which will make your day i want you to listen carefully this is from msnbc as a nominee at some point for president, um, I know there's some variables, obviously. <laughs> just but, a few. Just a few. But I just, you know, it, it, what he did in the in the super red, deep red parts of Pennsylvania and the way that he ran ahead of Biden, as you were saying, ran ahead of Trump. I mean, it just makes it makes you wonder about his future 
Oh, gag me. Do you hear what she said? Seriously. She was thinking about Fetterman for what position? President. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, yeah. you know what? Actually, let that sink in, America. This from MSNBC, yes. which is basically the cable NBC. Yes. They are saying, Fetterman, Fetterman, he's our man. man. If he can't do it, we'll... Try him again. No. <laughs> yeah, right. You know. Oh, you got to love it. I don't know. Maybe the lump on his neck has a voice, but yeah, that's a whole different thing. I love what she said. It's amazing what he did in the in, in some of the areas. It surprised me what he did. I'm thinking it surprised me, too. And it surprised John Frederman, too. But, you know, you had people out there who were helping the vote along. You're saying, what are you talking about, Jim? What are you talking about helping the vote along? What are you talking about, Jim? Thank you, Bill. I was waiting for that. You were, you were rubbing your eyes. I know the show's getting a little long right now. <laughs> no, I'm trying not to sneeze you, right you, now. You got two hours worth of sleep. Don't, don't tell me. I know you. Uh, but Project Veritas, oh, I love these guys. They go out and they get these hidden mic st uh, stories. They send a reporter into a polling place in Philadelphia, mm -hmm. and they were approached by a couple of Democratic election officials while they were getting ready to vote and they were making a push a close they shouldn't have been doing this it's illegal but you got to listen carefully the lady who's talking to the hidden microphone reporter uh, is of chinese ancestry descent and she has a little bit of an accent but she's their mandarin translator at the polls Right. Tell me she doesn't steer the votes when they come in. I mean, how many other people in the polling place speak Mandarin Chinese? I don't Not think many. so. You know, so you, they walk in the door and this lady steers them towards the Democratic candidates. But here's here's what happened. I, I asked you to vote the Republican. I mean, the Democrats on the whole. Because so we're trying to focus on if a Democrat wins, at least it's to represent us. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you, that doesn't look good. You know, I should vote for Fetterman, right? I would say so. That's okay. my advice. And not vote for Oz. Right. So you yeah. I did the whole thing. I could go down like a I'll tell you I'll tell you these two are gonna win regardless. So this is your big one. I need to vote for Oz why again? I, no Fetterman. No, no. Oh the weed guy. I, I asked you to vote the Republican. I mean the Democrats down the whole So you do you think I should vote down ballot Democrat too? Uh huh. I, I mean this is how I choose. I choose the Democrat, 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 Democrat. Okay. And make so. it so easy. I don't bother Republican because they're the Trump people. And, but if you want the Democrat win, you focus. if we all focus on Democrat, we can win. Right. If we spread, you know, this one, that one, we, we need to Because we're trying to focus on if a Democrat wins, at least it's to represent us. Yeah, yeah. So we have to be united right now. Right. I think I should vote down ballot on the Democrat? Yeah, that's that's what I think. Okay. I agree with you. That doesn't look good. Now I'll have you know, I'm going to check with the Board of Elections before I discuss this any further with you guys. Furthermore, I may also, if they instruct me to do so, contact Christy Please to do. talk to her, to hear her side of the story. I'm glad that you guys are here. 
You're here for a reason to report yep, malfeasance absolutely. absolutely and any sort of uh, unconscionable behavior. Yep. We're in agreement there. Okay? Absolutely. I, right. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm probably not going to do anything about it tonight, but I will follow up on it tomorrow Great. or the next day if you guys want to give me a call. I'll and talk we'll tomorrow. Work it out. We'll work through the steps together. Okay. Are we all in agreement? That's, That's right. cool. Absolutely. Thank no you, problem. gentlemen. Thanks, sir. I appreciate your, your, your honesty you. and your integrity in this situation, and we'll figure out a resolution. Okay, that was the, uh, that was, I can't think of his name, James uh, O'Keefe, I think mm -hmm. his name is. He's uh, the, the leader of Project Veritas at the end, and he was talking with the reporter to get verification of the story. And he was, the Christie he was talking about was Christy Yang. She's the election board's Mandarin translator, who was the lady who was saying, no, she would go, she would vote for Democrat down ballot. You don't want to have people spread out all over the place, she said. You want to have everybody, all the Democratic you know, candidates in at the same time. She was doing something which is very illegal. Yeah, it's very illegal. And as a matter of fact, how many people would she have had influence on? Uh, not 200,000, but is there more Christie's out there? That's because it. for her to do that, that means there's more than one. Now, maybe it was illegal to go in and record the people offhand, but they knew that it happened, and now they they un, they unveiled themselves. That means to me, in my mind, that there's there's Dr. Oz, you need to get back in the race because you lost. Yeah, exactly. Really. Yeah. Uh, there was election fraud by the Democratic Party right there. It is, it's, that's admissible in court, I do believe. Yep. And... There's enough to sit there. Even if a judge throws it out, it's on the air. People have heard it. So now they know that it's there. And how that many means votes, that election should be overturned and either redone. How many actions of corruption in a polling place do you need before the whole system in that, you know, is stopped? Do you know what I'm saying? Well, if you if you've proven there have been one, two, three, four, five instances of corruption. Is that enough? Should you say the whole system is corrupt? Let's redo this. Well, you know, you question the mail-in ballots because the mail-in ballots early went for the Democrats. Well, it was a big blue wave out there with the mail-in ballots because they're the ones that normally use that. There are people that legitimately have to use mail-in ballots, but it's not there for everybody's women convenience. I'm sorry, it's not. An election day is an election day for a reason. All votes should be in all votes should be tabulated by the time we hit the stroke of midnight. We ought to know who the hell we voted for. In Minnesota, you'll be happy to know that uh, Lee Fink, a Democrat, uh, won in a landslide, 81% of the vote. You're saying, who is Lee Fink? Uh, Lee Fink is a transgender candidate, and uh, she has shoulders better than mine, and... And they voted for her to be their representative in the Minnesota House, a Lee Fink. Lee Fink, yeah. Uh, you know, he looks yeah. like I, looks like somebody I used to play football with. I don't want to sound like a homophobe or anything, but come on, this this is getting a little come bit on. ridiculous. <laughs> come on, come on, man, come on. You know, hey. you, know the, you know, the thing, the thing. That was a thing earlier yesterday. It was reported that uh, Lauren Boebert was defeated in her rural. Colorado district and uh, people were surprised. She's an outspoken, feisty uh, young lady who you probably have seen her talk uh, on television interviews and stuff like that. She is a real reliable uh, patriot 
And right. all of a sudden, yesterday, the media just, just was so happy to say she was booted. Well, <clears throat> not so fast, Kim Osabi. Uh, apparently, uh, Republican Representative Lauren Boebert has just made a major comeback in Colorado's District 3 race after previously mm. trailing her Democratic opponent, Adam Frisch, by 3,500 votes earlier in the day, Bobert now is only down by 62 votes. <laughs> I would submit that uh, that's recount territory at the very least. Yeah, it is. Well, look what's happening with uh, Warnock and uh, Herschel Walker, which Herschel was way ahead, and now we get down to you know, a, what, a, re, uh, a re-election thing next yeah, month? Yeah, they, they have to get 50% of the vote to have uh, a clear victory. If you get, let's say you get 48% of the vote and your opponent gets 45%, well, there's a runoff because neither of you got the 50% that is needed to eliminate the runoff. Oh, Herschel is going to be so attacked. He was so attacked before, and nobody really went after Warnack. And uh, is it Warnock or Warnock? Whatever Warnock. It is. Warnock. Yeah, yeah Warnock. I got it right. Yeah. But, you know, whatever he is. Yes. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of things going on with contributions. His church and the money there. There are a lot of abnormalities with uh, his money and how it's accounted. There are, uh, there, there's documented, uh, well, you know what, uh, brutality against his wife. Oh, absolutely. Or, or, yeah. Yeah. You know, well, and that's and not that's not like a, a fantasy hearsay. story. That's from the wife. Yeah, that, right on the right on the front lawn of her house. And and everything Warnack has been saying about Herschel. Well, you know this and this and these women are coming forward. Who are the women? Oh, they don't want to be identified. Yeah, of course, unidentified woman. Absolutely, another unidentified <laughs> woman. Oh, there's another unidentified woman. Well, they they jump off a flying saucer. They're a woman who re- wishes to remain anonymous. You know, there was a time in, in the media, in the press, journalism, when you didn't use uh, a source that would want to remain anonymous. You would mm-hmm. use only sources that were quotable and reliable. Well, here's the deal. It used to be that if you named an unidentified source and you didn't want to give up the name, you could be held in contempt of court and have to go to jail. So whoever is using these unidentified women in their news stories, lock them up, put them in jail. Hey, they do it all the time with Trump. Lock them up, put them in jail. Give them a taste of their own medicine. Otherwise, don't report the story, dismiss it. But, you know, Warnack, his is identified. It's documented. Let's talk about that. He is not the good Christian. Yeah, I said that. He's not the good Christian. And he's a reverend. He's a reverend. That's what he does for a living. Well, he Reverend what? Warnock. Yes. It, did, did he go to uh, seminary school? I have no. Maybe I guess did. so. Maybe he did. He so right now the situation is that it looks like we're going to claim the House of Representatives, and there's a possibility, slim as it may be, that we get the Senate too. But the House is a shoe in. So Joe comes out yesterday, and he's all kind of mild, and he seems pleasantly happy with the results of the election. Kind of surprised, kind of happy. I wouldn't be so happy. I wouldn't be so happy if I were him because let's think about it for a second. Okay, if the Democrats control the Senate, there won't be any impeachment. We talked about this before right. the show. But there are going to be a ton 
of inquiries and, and congressional investigations. There'll be a January 6th committee that will go out there, I'm sure, and as publicly as they can uh, put the, the truth out there about what happened on January 6th. You'll see people probably, dare I say it, probably like Nancy Pelosi being interviewed about her role. She wasn't interviewed, by the way, in the uh, first January 6th committee. And, you know, Trump said, I offered her 10 to 20,000 troops, and she turned it down. Mm-hmm. And no one has said, well, why did she turn it down? Well, Trump said that. You and I have said that. But none of the responsible mainstream media reporters have really said that. You know, Pelosi said something about two weeks ago. She goes, oh, I... I hope that Trump shows up at that January 6th hearing because when I see him, I'm going to deck him. Do it, Nancy. Yeah. Deck him. I have to tell no, you, though. I hope he no, fights back, but you know what? You've done Put it for ass me. in jail. You've done it for me. You have done it for me because now when I watch Nancy do an interview and hear her voice, I see your face. I see your face. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> you, you do a very good, Nancy. I, I don't know where you... You do you must practice that in the mirror or something. No, I good. don't because have you listened to her? <laughs> oh, I you know. know. I mean, I know. He's, he's, a, he's a drunk. <laughs> he's, he's a drunk. He's a drug addict, and he likes you yes. know male prostitutes. I, I love Let's what just they. Be honest, I love what Jason Whit, Jason Whitlock said. Uh, you know, Nancy Nancy goes out and invests in a couple of cans. That's what he said. That's a quote. And you know, he's trying to she's trying to entice her husband again. Yet he's back in San Francisco playing hide the hammer with some weirdo. <laughs> hide the hammer. That's a good hide one. Is terrific. Yeah. Well, oh, you know. So whose hammer was he hiding? Nancy's going to be removed from office. By the way, no one has reported on her election results. I would imagine she was running again, too. She had to be, right? It's every two years. We ought to Google that right now. Nancy's election results. I'm sure she I'm sure she won her district, but uh, I I also think that she probably is uh, not going to be speaker anymore. So she did say that if she wasn't speaker, she may uh, want to be the ambassador to Rome. Uh, I I would think that's not far enough away. I would mm-hmm. think that maybe the ambassador to the moon would be a, a good place for Nancy. I think she wants to get out of the line of fire because there's a good chance there's going to be a lot of it. They're talking about Kevin McCarthy being the Republican Speaker of the House. They posted 10 reasons why McCarthy should not be the next Speaker of the House of Representatives. I am not big on Kevin McCarthy. I think he's... Casper milk toast and not terribly reliable. Uh, here's what they said. This was in the uh, the Gateway Pundit this morning. Uh, number one, Kevin McCarthy, we're not going to impeach Joe Biden. That's a quote. That was what what he said. So they they think that's a strike against McCarthy right there by before the election, saying we're not going to impeach Joe Biden. Number two, Kevin McCarthy recommended President Trump resign after January six protests, and then he lied about it. When he was questioned about that, oh, I didn't do that. But he, we got tape of him actually saying that uh, that Trump should resign. Number three, McCarthy spent millions to defeat pro-Trump Republicans. Millions to uh, defeat pro-Trump Republicans. Think about that for a second. Mm-hmm. M- McCarthy booed at Trump rally. <laughs> he goes to Trump. He goes to a Trump rally, and uh, they give him the Bronx cheer. 
Number five, Kevin McCarthy following 2020 election. He said, quote, I don't think anybody is questioning the legitimacy of the election. It's over with. He said that. Mm-hmm. I remember him saying that. I don't think anybody's questioning the, questioning the legitimacy of the election. It's over with. That's pretty lame, if you ask me, and, and, and probably 75 million other people out there. Number seven, McCarthy pushed rhino Tim Scott for president. Tim Scott has been a big disappointment. He's uh, mm-hmm. the senator from, I think, South Carolina. He came across as being the perfect uh, Republican MAGA kind of person, and he has done some very unusual things in his days in office. Number eight, McCarthy blamed President Trump for January 6th riot. He did. McCarthy blamed Trump. That's a reason for me to not have him. Number nine, McCarthy voted with Democrats to outsource U.S. jobs. Mm -hmm. Uh, We don't need to have jobs in the U.S., so let, let those Chinese people over there, they can do it. Number 10, Kevin McCarthy helped sabotage MAGA favorite Madison Cawthon's re-election effort. He sabotaged. You know, Mitch McConnell did that big time, too, this past midterms. In some cases, he took the funds that were allocated to a candidate from conservative PACs that he had control of, and he withdrew those funds, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, right in the middle of the campaign. And in other cases, he just didn't give them the money they should have gotten to run a viable election. Look at Dr. Oz. People say, oh, Dr. Oz is a millionaire. You don't use your own money in in an election. You shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to. I'm sure he probably did put a little bit of his own money into his own campaign. But uh, I know that he didn't get the support from Washington that he should have gotten financially. And in the meantime, Fetterman got a ton of money from Hollywood and from places like that. They poured money into his candidacy from all over the place. I think I heard well over $100 million. Mm -hmm. Why why is it that they put $100 million into a job that pays the principal in that position like $200,000, Why do they put hundreds of millions of dollars of, of money into a job that only pays you $200,000? Well, here's the thing for you. You know, a little switch there from one to another back to Nancy Pelosi. She did win. Uh, she got 101,000 votes in her district. Um, she won by some 80,000 votes. Now, California, I did notice there's a lot of red in California. It's just... Oh, yeah. Francisco, where you wear your flowers in your hair if you want to get in there, (laughs) and Hollyweird. So that kind of explains a lot and makes you wonder about things. But all right, so she she had 101,000 votes, representing a population of 350 million people. So is that even 1% of the vote? 1% of the population voted for her, and she has all this power? Think about that. That idiot coming from the land of idiots has less than a percent of the populist vote across the land. Said by somebody who escaped California. Well, you know what? Uh I'm proud to say that where all that red is, the San Joaquin Valley? Yes. 
Well, that's where I came from. At least <laughs> some of my friends there have some common sense. Not all of them. The San Joaquin Valley, otherwise known as the San Joaquin Valley, yes. Oh, uh, gosh. Don't make me go there with some school teacher when I move, <laughs> when I move south. And I did a thing for Midas Muffler, a commercial. Yeah. And I said, and they're on San Joaquin Avenue. And I didn't know in Shreveport, Louisiana, they pronounce it San Joachim. <laughs> <laughs> and she called the manager to say that guy should not be on such a powerful 50,000-watt station because he's an idiot, and he doesn't know how to speak proper English. And I sat there, and I said, do you realize where I'm from? I'm from Fresno, which is in the middle of the palm of God's hand, yeah. San Joaquin Valley. That's how it's pronounced. No, Call it's not. It's San Joaquin, and that's it. Well, then, then, then they said, well, I should pay attention. I'm sitting there going. Oh, my. Oh. Yes, well, hey, listen, with that, I think it's time to fold this tent up and call it a day. Pull Today. out the stakes. We're done. It's a wrap. Uh, it has been an interesting uh, couple of days. You'll notice that as the days progress, things look a little brighter for the right. So hang in there, folks. Look, at I'm like you. I'm no better than you guys. I was out there. I, yesterday, I was down. I was like, oh, jeez. No. <laughs> what, what do we do now? Ooh. But then, as the day progressed, things started to get better. The dust was settling. We have a story to tell, and you have to help tell this story. And, you know, as they say, keep the faith. Not only keep the faith, but deliver the faith. We got to keep it going, friends. A lot did happen, and that little wave is the tip of an iceberg. Life is good, and it's going to get better. Hang in there, friends. Do not despair. And besides, you also have It's Another Day to tune into every single day. I That's mean, right. We're here every for Every single day, we have the network, which is crnamerica.com. Yep. <laughs> People may say, why would you have a podcast and then have a streaming network, too? Why would you do that? It's because of convenience, for one thing, literally. Yeah, it is. You know, you can tune in anytime. Now, it it will post on the, the stream just a hair later because there's a lot of things to post, mm -hmm. and we hope to have other shows on there. Uh, it it really sounds pretty good. we got to polish up a few things, but it sounds good in the transitions. It's right there. We're not going to flood it with a lot of commercials. Uh, we're going to flood. We will try to make some money with it, but... Um, because you got to pay for it. Can't yeah, keep that's true. Throwing uh, the money out of our pocket. We're not politicians. Yes, yes. We, well, Please donate to we're us. We're not doing this right now because of the massive amount of money that we're making for the program. <laughs> yeah, you yes. know, we, we we had to cut. We had to cut back in the night, night household. So if you ever do that's visit, true. you know, bring yeah. your own drinks yeah, and bring your, bring own, your own food utensils and bring your own toilet paper and bring your own utensils too. If you're eating here, <laughs> did you say bring your own toilet paper? Yeah, or you can't <laughs> use the facilities. <laughs> what a guy. With yeah, that, we're nice going to say adieu, really. <laughs> adieu-do. I got to go buy some <laughs> toilet paper. Talk to you later, buddy. <laughs> See ya. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America.